views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the host and his guests. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of the Texas Patriots PAC, its board of directors, or its members. Opinions stated by the host and his guests are not to be considered as endorsements by the Texas Patriots PAC. Please feel free to email us at podcast at texaspatriotspac.com. Hello, this is Bill Brenza, and welcome to This Week in Montgomery County Politics, Episode 5. On this episode, we're going to cover two things that happened last week at the Woodlands Town Council Directors Meeting. And one of those things was very, very good, and that was that the Town Council came down on the side of free speech and liberty. And the other is something we'll have to follow and see how it goes, and that is that they are talking about building a cultural arts center again. So we're going to cover those two things, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. As you all will recall, there was some real problems with people that wanted to do um, citizens' comments at the township meeting, and there was a lot of point of order, point of order from Mike Bass, and and he felt like that uh, uh, people were attacking um, the uh, particular directors, and he thought to, that was unfair, and he thought it was against the policy. First, Mr. Chairman, point of order, I don't think these comments meet our guidelines for public comments. So, uh, John McMullen asked uh, the Woodlands Town Council to talk about the policy and see uh, if it needed to be fixed at all. So, here's what John had to say. I asked for this item to be placed on the agenda because over the last few months we've seen members of this board interrupting our residents during public comment because, in my view, they do not like the content of their speech. In my view, these content-based interruptions are not only consistent with the purpose of public comment, but also implicate folks' First Amendment rights. I think we have correctly opened our meetings up to public comment. That's a good thing. But having done so, I believe we could place reasonable time, place, and manner restrictions on speakers. We do that through the process of requiring you sign up. We establish a time limit and we say that you can speak from the podium but not from the audience. I think that's all correct. What we've also done, however, is say that those that speech must be brief, courteous, and in a respectful manner. And it's that portion of this policy that I think is deeply flawed. Because what's happened is we say speech must be courteous and respectful. I think we've had folks use that phrase as justification to shut down criticism of elected officials. That's inappropriate. The First Amendment is designed to protect all speech, in particular, unpopular speech. Virtually all of us up here have at one time or another been criticized, and we probably don't like that. But we shouldn't open up public comment and then engage in content-based censorship because some elected officials are sensitive. What I have seen is that the, the provisions of our policies to courteous and respect speaking in a courteous and respectful manner have been inappropriately used to oppose content restrictions on our residents. So I move that we strike that last bullet entirely. Now one of the interesting things, of course, is that the person that Mike Bass was yelling point of order, point of order to protect was Ann Snyder. And Ann Snyder at uh, this council meeting uh, said that it didn't really bother her at all. So I'm not sure that uh, Mike was protecting Ann more than he was trying to protect uh, uh, the slate uh, that he represents. 
And uh, so here's what Ann had to say. But he, he was courteous and he was respectful, and I took no offense of that. So there was a lot of talk back and forth, and uh, they finally decided, uh, regardless of the fact that Mike Bass tried to uh, get it to only say that you could only talk to the board of directors at a whole. The motion, as I understand it from uh, Director Bass, uh, speakers must address the board as a whole, not as individuals. Right. It did not end up that way, and here's what the final vote came down to and what the policy ended up saying. Will you restate the original motion? I'll add a friendly, I was the second on that, so I'd offer the friendly amendment that we add the uh, restriction on profanity uh, to the original okay. motion. Okay, that's been accepted, that's part of the motion. And I think for clarity's sake, that means this, any speaker can criticize the board as a whole, one director or, or more than one well, director, and address them in that manner. If you'll state the motion as, as it was made and amended. Well, uh, as I understand it, uh, the motion was to strike the last sentence, speakers should present all comments in a brief, courteous, and respectful manner, and substitute speakers will not use profanity in their remarks. Uh, other than that, there was no other uh, changes. Okay. Uh, unless you were, were you trying to clarify? We've had this problem. It may be helpful, you know, to have something there for the avoidance of doubt. Speakers can address the board as a whole or it, it's in the first paragraph. It says address the board, it, which I think is where the clarification is required. It doesn't really open it up so you can address the board or individual directors. I think that's the language. Does it? The board. Sure. So it currently. It currently already, sure. Currently it says uh, most efficient, effective process allowing constituents to address the board. It, it doesn't really, you know, speak to it silent on whether or not you can speak to. And the intent of your motion is so it can be the board or an individual director. Correct. Or, or individual directors. Yeah. They only have three minutes, so it's not like that. Okay, uh, those in favor of the motion will signify. Those opposed, so the motion passes. Now, the other thing that the town council discussed that I think was of interest was building a cultural art center. They had a meeting, uh, I think it was last month, and there was a lot of discussion. Somebody came in and talked for like 45 minutes about how necessary it was to have a, a building that the taxpayers own and pay for and pay the upkeep on and will probably end up staffing uh, to provide a place for the cultural arts to take place. Now, I was a, a board member of the Woodlands Art League here, in, and uh, I will tell you that, that they never had a business model for becoming a sustaining organization. Their, their business model was, we need to find somebody to give us a building, or we need to find somebody to give us enough money to rent a building. And I really feel like that these organizations need to have some skin in the game. If they are going to uh, want the town council and the taxpayers to provide them a place to practice and do their things, uh, then, then they should at least pay something. Uh, I don't know whether it's a, a, a rental fee that's reasonable, or whether they should uh, pay to maintain the building and provide the staff. But I think it's a really bad policy for the town council to decide that, uh, that the voters 
and the taxpayers should support a uh, basically what's somebody's hobby. Now the original idea of the Cultural Arts Center when George Mitchell was doing it was that it was going to be contiguous with the um, Cynthia Woods Pavilion and that it was basically going to be a place for professionals to perform. But I don't think that's what they have in mind this time. I, I think what we're looking for is, is getting to be on the hook uh, to provide a place for people to uh, um, practice their art and, and do chamber music and do all those things that, that aren't economically viable on their own and that the people that do it uh, would rather have the taxpayers pay for it than, than pay for it themselves. So we'll have to, to watch and see how this is going. Uh, it's going off to the Economic Development uh, Ad Hoc Committee, and we'll see if they think there's enough economic development involved to make it worth its while. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It was a little bit short because uh, uh, we're into the holiday season and not a whole lot of people are, are doing a lot of stuff. The Texas Patriots PAC is continuing to vet all the candidates, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing who they're going to endorse and getting their voter guide out. I will see you next week.